everyone, welcome to episode 68, Fish Across the Pond, Marlin's UK podcast. I'm your host, Peter Pratt, and joining me today for our first postseason preview pod, it's the chief wine taster for the UK Cubs, Mike Ivory. How are we? Not too bad, Peter. Thanks for having me on. Oh, great to have you on, buddy. Brief intro for the guys. Uh, firstly, how, how long have you been a Cubs fan? And secondly, favourite current player? Okay, so um, I went on holiday to Mexico in uh, 2017. Um, and I see massive um, American uh, tourism uh, country, Mexico. So the hotel we were staying at had a lot of sports bars. Obviously, I love sports. So um, one of and my bars. first nights. And bars and cheeky, cheeky vinos. Um, so um, one of the first nights I was there, I went into the sports bar and... Um, Essentially, just started watching while it was on TV. It turned out it was the game where the um, the Cubs got their World Series rings. Um, so I was watching it in the bar with all these people from Chicago, um, and basically just started watching it, thinking I'll give it a go. You know, it's it's kind of like the American version of cricket in a, in a, in a weirdest way, and I'm a massive cricket fan. So I just started watching it, and um, yeah, it just grew from there. I watched a couple of series while I was in Mexico on the TV. I think it was the Mets and the, Mets and the Dodgers. And um, a couple of series yeah. wins then, yeah. Obviously, obviously, certainly against the Mets, and um, that was it, mate. It kind of grew from there. So I kind of seen them at the very kind of peak, and then kind of since then it's kind of been on a little bit of a steady decline. Um, but yeah, so yeah, three and a half years been a fan. Uh, Favorite player uh, at the moment currently, it's gotta be it's gotta be Tony Rizzo. For me, I just love Anthony Rizzo, mate. He's a he's, he's a great player. He's a great first baseman. Everything he's been through with with the the cancer as well and stuff. He's a he's an absolute inspiration and and, and a great role model on and off the field. Now, oh, awesome, um, top dude. I, I I like Rizzo a lot. I have a feeling that he was um, he was putting out some kind of negative kind of comments towards the Marlins. I think before you know maybe yesterday. I think I saw in the media. So. I'll, I'll have to go and check them out and see exactly what was said. But anyway, um, one final one on the intros, mate. Favourite wine? <laughs> oh, it's got to be um, a Sauvignon Blanc. Um, preferably from the Melbourne region of New Zealand, mate. You know, <laughs> a nice, a nice dry, crisp Sauvignon. Yes, please. <laughs> Love it, mate. I mean, I had to, I had to ask the question. Um, I feel like some of those Italian Pinots, you know, maybe that was, you know, old Mike Ivory, right? I mean, he's he's gone into he's matured. gone into New Zealand now. Matured, mate. You know, like yes. a fine wine. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, before we uh, we end up spinning off into a, a wine a wine podcast, let's let's kind of grip it back, get into some some baseball. So, firstly, delighted to have you on the podcast. Your debut, I think, um, if I if I recall. Uh, representing the number three seed in the NL, the Chicago Cubs winning the Central pretty much at a canter, 34 and 26. It felt like a canter. It felt like the Cubs kind of had it done like o- over a week ago to me. Um, the Cubs will host the Marlins in a three game wildcard series at Wrigley starting Wednesday evening for us, a nice UK friendly start time in game one of 7 p.m. So that's awesome. Mike, first off, have you seen anything of the Marlins this year? 
um, if I'm going to be honest, Pete, kind of like um, bits and pieces, dribs and drabs. Um, I, I kept a close eye on you at the start of the season, certainly when you were, I think you were seven and one at one point. Yes, yeah, right, um, yeah. And I was kind of like, wow, obviously everyone had kind of wasn't expecting you to, to do much of a kind of a playoff push this season. So when you kind of went seven and one, um, I kept a very close eye on yourself, certainly in the division you were in. Because um, I, I think it's a very competitive division, kind of like the NL Central, very very close. Um, and also, I've got a little bit of a, a soft spot for Miggy Roas, yeah. so um, I, I, I always always draft him in fantasy. So I always keep a close eye on what he's getting up to. Good man. Uh, so leagues this year, then with uh, Miggy Row in there, you know he's you know typically a very late round pick. So you get that kind of production out of Miggy, you're going to be happy this year, I think, right? He is, mate. I mean, he was, he, he was, he was, he wasn't a late, he wasn't one of my first choices. I'm going to be honest, but obviously, he was. He, I didn't leave him till quite late. The the problem, obviously, he had he was he was he was injured for for part of this season, wasn't he? Yeah. Um, so that kind of he, he went off like a steam train, mate. He flew. He was. So um yeah no so that's kind of and then I know that kind you of kind game. of tailed off. At, yeah, you're right. Tail tail off a little bit, um, you know. Yeah, mate. Yeah, so you're going to tailed off a bit. Um... Good season from Miggy Rowe, no doubt. Um, mm-hmm. On that one, just intrigued to get your view on the expanded playoffs this year. Like, where do you sit on that? You know, you've got a three seed Cubs with a six seed Marlins. So, how do you see that this year? You know what? There's obviously pros and cons against it. Um, I'm kind of against 16 people making the 16 clubs, so you making the postseason. Um, over half making the postseason for me doesn't kind of sit right. But then on the other side of the coin, you know, it gives greater opportunities for clubs to have something to play for. Um, there's nothing worse, certainly in a regular season, when you're I don't know 18 and 32 after 50 games. And you've got nothing, or you know, you you're really up against it. So I wouldn't like it being a permanent fixture, but I think it's kind of made it a bit more fun this year. Yeah, yeah, me too. I've I've enjoyed it. It it seems like everyone has been in it like all the way. I mean, even going into the last week, pretty much like no teams were were like mathematically out of it. So uh, yeah. you know, it's for me, it's been fun. Um, what about like as a as a division winner? Um, that the Cubs are this year. Uh, what's what's the feeling? You know, the the reward for that is a home wild card series. So there's no home and aways or anything in in this um, three game set. It's straight up at the higher seed and the division winner. So is that enough of a reward for winning the division if they were to keep these expanded playoffs, or would you like to see more for winning the division? Um, f- for me, no, but at least we get a home series. You know, if we were to progress or anyone wants to progress going forward, obviously they're, they're held in, in Houston and Arlington, um, which is a bit of a bigger kick in the teeth. Um, so at least we get in a home series. You know, yes, there is no fans, and that's obviously going to um, play a, a part in, in, in the kind of game itself. But I wouldn't underestimate, you know, players getting changed in their own lockers, you know, seeing the same people as they go into the stadium. So there's still going to be a home advantage, even if there's not the the, the fans there to cheer them on. Yes, it's going to be impacted massively. Um, but to be honest, I prefer to be at Wrigley Field than, 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 than away. 
than, than, yeah. than at Mahomes Park. So I'm, yeah, I, it, it, for me, yes, it's a bit frustrating because we, we top the division. But at the end of the day, you know, this season's always going to have to be, you know, we'll do the best we can. And for me, that's kind of where we are now. So, you know, well, it is what it is, Pete. Yeah, all right. You know, it was, you, you summed it up well. That that statement there sums it up perfectly. It is what it is. It's a 60-game sprint. It, you know, it's not a traditional season. Expanded playoffs had to be done. You had to get the increased postseason revenues to, you know, backfill all of the, the revenues they've missed because of no fans. So it was essential this year. Um, of course. I personally, I think yeah. they'll find a happy medium. I think that will, to your point, it keeps more teams in it for longer, which for me is only good. It's good for the game in general in the regular season because the regular season's long. And if you've got over half the league that are out of it after two months, it becomes, you know, it's a tough sell. It's a tough sell to anyone. There's no eyeballs on that. So Of course, of course. You know, that, that's my view in it, mate. From a Cubs perspective, mate, going into the season, what, what actually were the expectations this year? Um, so the kind of pods I was in at the start of the season and then the pods that I was in just before we started this 60-game season, it was very much, it was going to be a close race. Um, it, it was either, you know, between us or the kind of NL East that were going to be the kind of closest kind of competitions in regards to, you know, anyone out of three, four teams could make it. Um, a lot of people were saying to us it was going to be the Reds. You know, the cards were kind of bandied out, even the Brewers. And I think some people seen Cubs kind of on the downward trajectory and really starting to maybe see them as a little bit of an outsider, even though, look, the talent we've got was, a, was immense. Um, I actually thought we would top the division, but just. I had us down at a 31-29. Um, I thought the Reds would actually be a bit more competitive than they were. Um, they come back strong, yes, but they started really, really poor. Um, so I think the expectation was that even because of the expanded postseason, mate, I think we'd always we would have been a bit disappointed if we didn't get through. Yeah. Um, but I didn't expect us to kind of like you say win it with you know kind of a, a free game swing. Yeah, it, it felt like you guys just kind of scorched it up early. I think for me, when I look at it, you guys went out hot. The Reds came out sluggish. <clears throat> the Cardinals were obviously um, had an outbreak, so they were kind of parked on the bench for a period. The Brewers just haven't played good baseball all year, really. They've, I know they've made it, but I think you know, hearing the the Brew Crew on Twitter last night, <laughs> they know yeah. they've been poop. You know, they know they've not been great, and I think you know, the reward for that is three games away at the Dodgers, which I yeah. think is a, that's a tough ask for anyone. So I think the Brew Crew will, you know, if they get to play three games, they'll be they'll be pleased, I think. So, you know, I think you guys just kind of, you know, just got hot early. Everyone around you, different circumstances happened. And then you guys kind of just cruised in was the feeling that I got. How, how would you kind of summarize the rate, you know, and the thing I should say is I've not seen a pitch i don't think from the cubs this year so uh, yeah. how would you summarize the regular season mate am i am i close to the truth there no you've pretty much hit an owl on the head pete to be fair um we started 13 and 3 so yeah. we went off like an absolute like i said steam train we absolutely yeah. flew um it was at the time um, at that time as well the cards weren't really playing because of the the covid um, that that kind of went through their team, so I think by the time we were thirteen and three, I think the cards were two and three or three and two. They were ten games kind of behind us in kind of played. 
like I said, the Reds started sluggish. The Brewers had an okay season. And I think we kind of thought, you know what, we may have already won this. Um, because then we kind of went 500 for the rest of the year. I mean, it yeah. didn't go that well. Um, but like I said, with the start that we kind of had, we kind of laid the foundations early. So maybe we took the foot off our gas, the foot, sorry, the foot off the gas a little bit, potentially. Um, but like I said, I think I suppose that's a reward for having the kind of explosive start that we did. You know, when you go 13 and 3 in a 60-game season, then you've got to kind of do something monumentally bad to not kind of make this expanded postseason. Yeah, absolutely. And who's... Who's been the standout guys? You know, you obviously went thirteen to three uh, to to you know, just to kickstart things, but then you know who both pitching and offensively, who's been the standout guys for the Cubs so far? It, it, offensively, it's been it's been such a weird season for us. You know, people always talk about the big four when they're talking about the Cubs. You know, it's it's your, it's your Rizzo, your Baez, your Bryant, and your Contreras. And even though Rizzo and Contreras have actually had decent seasons with the bats, Baez, uh, Baez sorry, has been very, very kind of average, and Bryant has been really, really poor. Um, luckily, um, Ian Happ and Jason Haywood have come out and actually uh, played really well for us in the outfield. Um, Happ's, Happ's got, um, got an OPS of 866. So, you know, he's pushing almost kind of like the 900 and he's hit 12 home runs for us this year. Um, another kind of mention to Jason Kitness, um, you know, from the, from Cleveland, who we got from um, in second base. We kind of took him on a kind of a, a, a low risk, potentially high reward contract. And um, again, he's hitting a, a 237 average with a, with a 745 OPS. Um, so... He's he's been a great great addition and something that we really needed. So it's been great offensively. We've had the fringe players who have really really stepped up, like say like the likes of Hap, Haywood, Kitness. That they've kind of really had to step up where you know the likes of say Bryant and Baez have really struggled. Um, in regard to the pitching, Pete, it's been really with our rotation. It's really been a two horse, if I can kind of call it a two horse, a two horse rotation. Really, you know, our best picture by. Uh, our best pitcher by far has been you, Darvish. Um, we're finally getting the, the 25 million a year Darvish that we're paying for. Um, he, he's got an ERA of two. Um, he's got 11 Ks per nine. Um, you know, he's 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 been completely kind of lights out. It's only been the last couple of games. I mean, his ERA was was pushing 1.2, 1.3 a couple of weeks ago. So you, Darvish, has been great. Um, and so so has um, so has Kyle Hendricks. Um, who's also um, pitching an ERA below three. So of our rotation, them two have been the best. And then in regard to our bullpen, um, we signed Jeremy Jeffries, who was released from the Brewers. Uh, we were kind of wondering what Jeffries we were going to get. Thankfully, we got 2018 Jeffries because um, he's been clo- he's been closing because Kimball had a very poor start to the season. Um, so yeah, Jeffries is pitching at kind of like a 1.5 at the moment, and he's closed out a few close games for us. So that's kind of given you a bit of a flavour of kind of the the positives of the season, really, mate. Yeah, absolutely. Is there a could you name an MVP? Like it sounds like Darvish is perhaps up there, but is there anyone else beyond Darvish that's been the MVP regular season? Yeah. I mean, potentially maybe Ian Happ. Um, but I think I think the the batting's been so close to call between him and Haywood um, that I think it would be unfair to give it to either or. Um, so I think just because of how good he's been, um, he's given us I think a quality start all but one of his starts. It's got to be you, Darvish, mate. Yeah. I, I'm just talking about Ian Happ. I'm pretty sure he was 
the guy that took Jose Urania deep first pitch of the actual season, the whole yeah. season, because the Cubs and Marlins kicked it off in maybe 2018. And Ian Happ took, was it 2018? Was that right? It was. It was, yeah. And Ian Happ took him. I mean, on commentary, they said, yeah, we think Ian Happ's going to get after him early on in this uh, in this at-bat. And there you go, first pitch, absolutely destroyed it. So, yeah, <laughs> we won't be seeing, after yesterday, we won't be seeing, seeing Jose Urania, unfortunately, uh, in this series. Uh, he he took a comebacker um, straight off the wrist and fractured his wrist yesterday, unfortunately. So wow. you weren't likely to see him as a starter, but he was going to come out of the pen. But there'll be no there'll be no repeat of the Ian Happ Jose Arania matchup. Which uh, I mean, prayers up for Jose and hope hope he comes back strong next season. Um, but yeah. uh, I'm glad I'm glad Ian Happ isn't there to take him deep again. <laughs> And Pete, I mean, in regards to you, I mean, I've just spoke to you about Hendricks and, and Darvish, and they're probably going to be two of the, you know, if we have to go to a third game, you know, we, we do, but they're going to be at least two of the three, I would imagine. Would you Uranium have been one of the three? Could you imagine in this series? No, uh, Jose wouldn't have gone in, in, in the three. So you've, um, there'll be, the three will be Sandy um, Alcantara, who was our opening day starter. Mm-hmm. Um, he he was affected by COVID, so missed you know a portion of the season. Um, you've then got Pablo Lopez, who's not been affected by COVID. He's one of only five guys to have been on in on the opening. Uh, sorry, on the roster all season. Um, so wow, Pablo Lopez, and you've got Sixto, um, are the three. So those are the three. The order is undefined. You know, we don't quite know the order yet. Actually, expecting some news. Later this evening on on kind of maybe a game one starter. If we work it backwards, um, it would be Sixto Sanchez's start. My gut feel is that they they perhaps go with Sandy or, or Pablo in in game one. So yeah, I'm intrigued to see the way the Marlins line up their pitches. We've I guess because we clinched early on the weekend, it meant that we could kind of you know take the foot off the gas a little bit and not burn burn some of the guys. So um, No, of course, yeah, of course. That, that, that's the three you're going to see. Um, you know, all three guys, I think, are under 25. I mean, it's a young a young rotation, but, you know, yeah, Sandy, Sandy and Sixto are, you know, very excited. And Pablo Lopez is just, he's a top guy, firstly, just a real top dude. And secondly, he pretty much took the rotation just put it on his back when everyone else was down with COVID and Pablo just pitched incredibly. So, yeah, I mean, let's get into this, mate. I mean, you've mentioned, you know, we go into this three-game series. uh, It's best of three. So, you know, we may only need two games. Mm -hmm. You've got you. You've got Hendricks, right? Who's going to be the third? If you you need a third game, who's going to go in that one for you guys? It's going to be a close one. I think it might be. It might be Alec Mills, um, and he's the guy. I'm not sure if you remember a couple of weeks ago through a through a no hitter. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Um, yeah. Wow. Well, yeah. I mean, there you go. I mean, he's he's in form. He is. Although the game after, I think he he was pulled quite early. Um, so he was kind of brought back down, brought back down to earth with a bang. Um, you know, it's kind of like like yourself. I'm I'm fairly certain of those two. Um, yeah. The, the the third it, it could be yeah I'm thinking maybe Alec Mills if not Alec Mills it's probably going to be John Lester um, 
but yeah, it's 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 a gamble really on that third one, I think, mate. Well, I mean, if it comes to the third starter, I mean, let's say the Marlins go uh, Sandy, Pablo. I guess the two more experienced guys. I mean, it will be a huge, huge spot in that game three for Sixto Sanchez to come into. You know, he's only, yep. I don't know, 22, maybe. Yep. He's obviously only ever pitched seven games mm-hmm. um, in the big league. So, I mean, it's going to be really intriguing to see what the Marlins do and how they go with their starters. Um, yep. Just because... Um, so... You kind of think, you know, do you risk him there in that three spot? Yeah, no, potentially. What about away from the pitching, mate? And what I'm yeah. hearing really is both of us, both teams, I, I think the strength has been pitching this year, is, is what yeah. I'm hearing from your side. What about the lineup? If, if, if the Cubs are to take this series from a lineup perspective or the offensive side, who. Who needs to perform if the Cubs are going to take the series? Or who has been performing to get wins for you guys? Um, again, it's, it's, it's our offence. Um, you know, our, our bullpen is, is quite poor, if I'm going to be brutally honest. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to be honest. We, we've had 30 quality starts this, this year and, and we've won 34 games. Um, so, you know, there's, there's been quite a lot blown in that kind of like seventh, eighth, ninth innings. Um, for me, it's going to have to be the the experience of kind of our our, our senior players, our batsmen. So it's going to have to be the likes of Hayward. It's going to have to be the likes of of Rizzo. Um, it's going to have to be the likes of people like Javi Baez, who's kind of been there, done that, and kind of going through a bit of a slump at the moment. And we we're not entirely sure why. You know, maybe it's it's a bit of because it's a, a shorter format. We we're not entirely sure, but these guys have got to kind of stand up and be counted. Um. Because, you know, we're going to need them now, certainly in this kind of series. I didn't want to play the Marlins, if I'm going to be honest, Pete. Um, I really didn't want to play you guys. Um, I think it's going to be a very, very, very close series. And I think you're going to have, I suppose, the added benefit of everyone bar Cubs fan wanting you guys to progress as far as you can. (laughs) Um, So... Yeah, so I would have been a bit happier, I think, with the likes of maybe playing someone like the the Cardinals again, or the or the Reds, or even or even the Brewers. Um, but kind of as we spoke about, you know, before we kind of started recording, it's actually nice to play kind of someone that isn't in that Central League. Um, so yeah, I think it's it's, it's going to have to be our, it's going to have to be our experience, you know. Offensive batsman, I think. To be fair, um, you know, kind of like our, our, our bullpen pitching, it kind of is where it is. Our rotation, you know, if it's Hendricks and Darvish, that's two quality pitchers. We just need the bats to come back up, backing up the pitchers. Like, um, I'll give you an example, Pete. Um, we've just played a series against the Pirates um, in which we scored three runs in three games. Then we go and played the Chicago White Sox and we hit twenty-five in three games. That's how inconsistent our batting is at the moment. We wow. need that consistency, mate. Yeah, wow, that is. I mean, that's that's polar opposites right there. Two series, and and probably in reverse order in some ways. Yeah. Where you'd expect to be piling it on the pirates, would you not? And then I don't of know. Of course you would. Yeah, of course you would. But, but the I, thing is, we call sorry, mate. We call the pirates, and and they're almost like the, the NL Central killers. You know, when they play, when they played us last year in in last series before before the close season, which we we didn't make, um, they swept us. 
um, we, we always seem to struggle against the Pirates. They always seem to bring their A game against us. And it's so frustrating. And their fans get so frustrated too, especially this season, because it's almost like they wanted to kind of tank. They wanted to get first draft pick and then they go and beat us 3-1. Yeah. And it's like, this, there's something not right here, mate. You know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, can't even tank correctly, right? <laughs> um, I, I was going to say to you, what you know, what are the confidence levels going into this series versus the Marlins? You've already mentioned perhaps you know it wasn't maybe your ideal draw. Which, I mean, let's be honest, that saying that sentence out loud seems weird, but this is 2020 baseball. But you know, how are you feeling? You know, matching up with the Marlins. You know, as mentioned, mate, I, I think it's going to be a really close series. Um, I think all the pressure's on us. Obviously, we, we, we topped the NL Central. We're home. We're expected to make the postseason. And, you know, you've probably got the whole of the MLB, bar the Cubs fans, like I said, pretty much backing you guys and wanting you to do well. You know, you're a young team. You're exciting. Um, so I think, you know, I'd like to think that we, we, we might have enough to kind of... Um, you know, get get through to the next round. But, you know, as soon as that pressure start, kind of starts mounting, and you have to remember, this is David Ross's first year in charge. Um, you know, as soon as that pressure starts and, you know, all of a sudden we're going into the, you know, the bottom of the eighth, the bottom of the ninth, and we need a couple of runs, you know, that's when that's when your manager earns his, his, his big money and that's where your players earn their big money. And, mm-hmm. you know, we've, I've just got to kind of pray that they find that consistency and, and, and try and get something out of the bag here. Because like I said, it's it's gonna it's gonna be really close, and it's I don't think it's gonna be what Marlins turn up because I think it's I think it's gonna be what Cubs turn up, and if we yeah. turn up on a bad if we turn up on a bad day, mate, you're not gonna you're not gonna give us an ounce, you're not gonna give us an inch, um, and before you know it, we'll be we'll be out in the wild card again for the second time in three years. Yeah, wow. I mean, just to quickly follow up on it, do you think you'll need three games to get it done? Do you think it'll I go for the cider? I do. I think it will. Wow. Um, it's it's been a while. Um, I think um, I think we've done one series since the start of the season where we've swept. Um, so um, I think it, it will be two one. But you know what? I, again, like I said, I'd like to think it was a cup, and I'd like to think it was us. But I think you can flip a coin on who's going to win this two one here. I really do, mate. Yeah. Do you know what I'm intrigued to see is um, as we as we pretty much hit record, um, or just before anyway, the. Um, Podcast to be named later. Uh, Twitter handle was putting up a load of um, a, a load of polls, and yep. you know, who who do you think will win? I think the the Marlins Cubs one will be the closest of all of them. I haven't seen the results, but I, I just get the sense that to me it it is almost coin flip, which is trust me as a Marlins fan um, is weird to say, but that I I truly believe that is where this series is at going in. I mean, the Marlins are young, the Cubs a lot more experienced. So, who? Yeah. Come to a, a third game, which I, which is why I think it's really intriguing to see what the Marlins do with their with their rotation, how they how they line it up. Um, so, one final one on the Cubs. Yeah. Were the Cubs the best team in the Central this year? Yeah. I think so. Um, you know, we can already disregard the Pirates, um, the offence Pirates fans. 
Um, Don't worry, you're okay. um, I think we were. I think consistent. Consistently, we were probably we were probably good. Reds had a bit of a slump at the start, and and Reds really kind of they they did well to kind of make up for that. Um, The Brewers, uh, you know, like what you said at the start, they. They haven't played that well all year. Yelich has, has, has not been good for them. Um, and it's only because of the expanded format that they've actually kind of made this postseason. Um, I don't think they're probably there on merit. Um, so it was between us and the cards. And to be honest, mate, I think we've edged it. I think we probably deserve to be where we are. It, it wasn't a trick question or a loaded question for you, mate. I was just intrigued. You know, you've had eyeballs on the other teams, right? I mean, records can be deceiving. And... Mm-hmm. Because, you know, because you won the, you know, it, it, it's a shortened series, uh, season, sorry, you know, 34 and 26 can very easily be, you know, 500 ball, a couple of other games, you know, so I was just intrigued. But, you know, I, I think for me, it sounds like the Cubs just built on really solid pitching, bullpen, a bit of a question mark, got some good veteran uh, bats in the lineup and some I guess some peripheral guys have stepped up this year. I think that's the kind of key messages I'm getting from you, which I think is a really interesting blend. Obviously, you're going to be playing at home for the three games. Um, mm-hmm. If you do get through, um, you will either of us will be playing either the the Reds or the Braves. Yes. Um, who would you prefer in that? If you were to get through, who would you take? I assume the Reds. Yeah, um, because we've we've obviously seen them a lot this season. We've seen them for ten games. Um, now, don't get me wrong. When we when we seen them and when we played them, they had a, quite a few um, players who um, weren't performing kind of as well as they could. You know, the players like Castellanos, Stakis. You know, the Reds have got a very very good squad on paper. Um, so yeah, for me, I'd I'd fancy my chances more against the Reds again than the Braves. How about you? Yeah, I, I, similar thinking actually. That you have the situation where the Braves. You've seen them, right? So you you, you kind of know each other. Yeah. Um, but the Braves have been such a tough... They've been a tough matchup for us the past few years. We've really struggled against the Braves. Um, but I would just love it to be the Braves, personally. I would just love it for the the Twins would be, would be awesome. Yeah. I actually think the Reds are going to knock them off. I, I think... Do you? Bold. They get their rotation rolling. Um, I, I just can see it happening. I think that's the one challenge for the Braves. They've just got no starters apart from Max Freed. Um, that's all they've got because of injuries and, and other stuff that's gone on. And, yeah. you know, for me, postseason ball, their bullpen has been absolutely, in, it's been incredible this year. And their lineup is, is so dangerous, no doubt in that. But for me, yeah. postseason baseball recently has come down to you know, strength of rotation plays a huge part. I think for me, that's where the Braves are going to fall down. So I think the Reds are going to, I think the Reds are going to sneak it. Third game, I think they'll get it. Um, yeah, which will be intriguing. So cool. Listen, I think we're we're pretty much just bang out of time. I think I had your prediction, which I think was a two-one Cubs win in Game Three, um, yeah. which doesn't surprise me. I'm going the opposite way, which won't surprise you. Um, so <laughs> listen, the the only final thing. The regular season record all time between the Cubs and Marlins. We've played one. We've played two hundred and thirteen games. Two hundred and thirteen games in the regular season all time. How many wins do you reckon the Cubs have had? I'm gonna go with. You know what? I'm gonna do the uh, 
the conservative answer, mate, and split it down the middle. So I'm going to go 106. Love it. We should, you could have gone Nelson with it, mate. 111. Oh, 111 for the out. Cubbies. <laughs> not out as well. 102. 102 for the Marlins. But, but that's regular season. Postseason all time. Postseason all time. We've only faced each other, I, I believe, once. And it was uh, a three, three Cubs, four Marlins, Ooh. all coming in 2003 when the Marlins last went on to win the World Series. So, listen, if the stars are aligning, we're having one of them crazy years. Exactly. Um, you know, from a Marlins perspective, why not us? I mean, there's, there's some form here. So, awesome. Cool. Listen, Mike Ivory, that has been a lot of fun, buddy. And it's been really insightful, too, because I literally have not seen any Cubs. I think this series is going to be awesome. Let's finish it up, mate. One final question for you. How are you going to watch the games? How are you going to be enjoying this? What's your setup going to be? We've obviously got game one, 7 p.m. Wednesday night. Yeah, it's going to be, mate. It's going to be straight home from work. Few beers in the fridge, or actually, maybe maybe a, a cheeky seven yon, mate. If I'm if I'm oh. going to be that way inclined, oh. um, straight on the TV, MLB TV. Bang! I'm not moving for three and a half hours. How about yourself? Love it. I'm I'm going to be the same. I'm I'm going to be getting in the mood. Um, luckily, I'm I'm still working from home, so I don't need to be travelling anywhere. I'll be getting in the fridge. Will be open. Nice. Um, we'll see how it goes. We'll see how it goes. I made. You know, Actually, my wife just ordered some goose IPAs that have arrived today. So, oh, that's all right. Happy day. So, that's all right. There you go. Um, I'm really looking forward to this series. I'm really looking forward to Marlins postseason baseball. It's this season has been so emotional as a Marlins fan for various reasons. You know, for for this unfancy team to have the COVID outbreak they had, pretty much forced back to the field with no roster and forced mm-hmm. to piece it together, and then to carry on winning games. That's what this Marlins is about. Um, I think that's what you were saying, really. I think you know yes. what you're going to get with the Marlins. You're going to get young guys scrapping for everything. And if the Cubs aren't ready for it, the Marlins, I think, will chin them. Um, exactly, right. Exactly, bud. Yeah, awesome. Listen, Mike, it's been an absolute pleasure, buddy. What's the, just for everyone that's listening, and they want to engage with you on Wednesday and through the series... Just give us the, the UK Cubs uh, Twitter handle, mate, just so everyone knows where you're at. Yeah, so if uh, you guys want to um, give me some some banter or laugh at me when we 10-0 down after three on Wednesday, you can find me at UK Cubs guy. Awesome. Mike Ivory, it's been an absolute pleasure, my man. And I wish you all the best for this, uh, for this series. And I'll look forward to, well, for us to engaging on Twitter, no doubt. And, um, you know, we'll see how it goes. Um, I wish you all the luck, but I hope we win. <laughs> no, and the same to you, Matt. And like I said, cheers for having me on, Pete. Been a pleasure. Absolutely, buddy. All right, guys. Well, that is it. Episode 68 is in the books. We will be back tomorrow, perhaps with two episodes for, of Fish Across oh, the Pond. Uh, keep those eyes peeled. There's definitely one, but maybe two. So we'll be back very, very soon. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys.